if you want to develop your sports game, you want to develop your athletic prowess and ability, uh, hit Ricky Bolton up. Ricky, my man. And with that, let's get into it. Quiet on set, quiet on set. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. Good afternoon, B. Be real. What's up, Ev? We got episode 16. 16. Another guest. I told you I don't count them. We got 16. <laughs> I, I got to keep my numbers going. <laughs> episode 16, we're talking about ego. We have a very special guest, trainer, coach, hell of experience in the field, and just overall life experience, Mr. Ricky Bolton Jr. Oh, my man gave me the suffix. All right, How man. you feeling, bro? Man, Welcome. I feel good. Welcome uh, to the show. It's a little different being in front of the camera. Right. You know, like <laughs> this it is, you know, but right. uh, otherwise, you know, it's You know you love it. You better chill. You were so excited to come on here. At times. Ah. Uh, when you can manipulate the camera, you got to love it. But yeah. when you can't, you can't, you know. Man. You know, but Maybe just, you just act natural. Day, we're in front of the camera. Yeah. The camera that is our own eyes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Know? Always or your set. cell phone. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah, definitely that. One eye looking at you at all times. Yes, sir. So, yeah, today's getting, topic. Getting used, to face, <laughs> getting used to FaceTiming was so hard for me. Oh, like, getting on video chat with people, I'm just like... You look at yourself uh, the whole time. Yeah, I'm like, what am I looking like? Why am I so ugly? You're looking at this angle. Like, change your angle right, up, Fix it bro. up. Fix it up. Don't, don't talk to me right now. <laughs> but uh, ego. Person's sense of self-esteem or self-importance. The part of the mind that meditates, that mediates the conscious and unconscious, and it's responsible for a sense of personal identity. How do you guys relate to that? It says that's your your that's sense the of Webster Dex, uh, Webster Dictionary definition. definition. It yes, says sir. that the person's sense of self-esteem or self-importance. Okay. It didn't say that that was our identity. That's how we see ourselves as our ego. It's a personal, it's a part of the mind that mediates the conscious and unconscious responsibility for that personal identity. So that clash of who you are and who you aren't. Yeah, the ego is always there to defend you. It is? Yeah. From what, though? I mean, insecurities. Insecurities, that's what I was thinking. I yeah. think ego drives insecurities at times. Yeah. And it's about finding that balance. It's trying to hide them. It's trying to protect your weaknesses. Right. Right, your vulnerabilities. And that's the thing is like that's when you're the ultimate like that's when you're the strongest. When you're in your most vulnerable. When, when you're vulnerable. And you adapt about that. Build I'm wearing, that strength. I'm, I'm showing you my heart. So what's up? Like right. what are you yeah. going to do with it? Like I'm the most vulnerable but this is the most powerful. Right. Like ego. So that's ego. a that's a tough thing like is the ego a bad thing then? Yeah, I mean, to be ego-driven but, but is the ego, But the ego gets shit done. Oh, uh, the ego can also be out of line, though. Ego can step out of place and put you in a whole fucking rut. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, and Everett's been texting me, we've been talking about uh, The Last Dance. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. And Michael Jordan is very ego-driven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And But his the difference between his ego <clears throat> and a person that's just out to get everybody because they're insecure is... He knew what his weaknesses were was, mm-hmm. and he went and strengthened those weaknesses, right. like we just said. And um, with his ego, he put the work into it. Yes. He wasn't just like yes. Because to me, ego represents like a false confidence. Yes, and like <laughs> he doesn't have that. He's yes. like, this is me. I'm gonna be the fucking best. So I'm gonna do it. Yes, like, regardless, you know. So that's a that's a point where growing up, I always used to get this. Oh, you're not. You're you're cocky. You're not confident. You're this. You're that. And like it's a fine line in between those two. I feel like the difference is confidence. Like you, you truly know what you're capable of. Like you're not just talking you know about strengths. it. You yeah. do it. You live yeah, yeah. it. You are it. Yeah, yeah. You embody it. Um, cockiness is just talking hella shit all the time. Talking out your ass. Yeah. yeah, just for no reason. Just to right. talk, to hear yourself talk, just to try to right. shut somebody else up, just for no reason. That's right. cockiness. And you can't back it up. True confidence is like, nah, I know what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's an embodiment for sure. But with ego comes pride. 
pride come before the fall? You know, a feeling of deep pleasure or satisfaction derived from one's own self-achievements. So that's built from within, huh? So, so this is, I think, one of the big keys that we need to learn. And trust me, we're gonna let you talk. But oh no, I'm, we, we, I'm, get, we, go, we get on this me, ten. Me, we get on this ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, what, that's what I'm trying to do. That's what I'm trying to do. Just hop in whatever. I'm with it, man. So you wait. Take that back. What did you just say? Pride, a yeah. feeling of deep pleasure or satisfaction derived from one's own achievements. So that's the thing is, this, this all leads into the same thing. What we brainstormed, the conversation going, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that all comes in for asking for help. Right. When do you ask for help? Because no person on this, no man's an island and nobody did this shit on their own. Nope. I don't care how high you climbed. I don't care how like low you started and made, where you made it, you had help along the way. So when you recognize that, that's the big thing is that, A, we're all connected. We're all in this together. So we are, we're all going to help each other to get where we want to be. Weakest link is going to drag everybody down. Everybody should be working to better themselves on right. a daily basis. That's right. trying to be part of the community, trying to make it better, a better place to live, a better place to work, a better life um, in general. And then the second is like, everybody always gets mad. I want to have, have Pastor Michael Todd on here because I got to talk to that man because yeah. I feel like me and him are on the same frequency right now. But I'm about to get into a little God tangent and is that is like, plug, you got to recognize, recognize that nothing down here is possible without him. Yeah. Nothing, nothing. So like, if you try to take the credit for doing something, you made some big achievement, bro, it's not going to be long lived. Like, you better give the glory to where, where it all came from. Your inspiration, your help, your strength, everything came from that one source. Higher and power. That source, yeah, that higher power, that, that all-knowing everything, man. Like, that's where we borrow it from. That's where we borrow the strength from. And so it's like, you didn't do shit on your own. Yeah. So don't be scared to ask for help. I mean, it's built within. I feel like pride leads to that confidence and self-respect because <clears throat> you achieve those things. Like, that's you. But then there's a fine line when you become prideful. I mean, and that's becoming excessive over that. Like, oh, I did this. That don't mean shit to me. Like, that's yeah. it's not necessarily doing the thing, but it's doing the steps, putting in the work to get <clears> the there, which is you what you have to do. Hundred percent. Faith without works is dead. So it's like, even though you have this big idea, you're not just gonna jump right to it. But if you are faithful, if you are working on the little bitty steps, building habit. that foundation, habit. it's gonna happen. Habit. It's exactly. all about habit. We are creatures of habit. We are what we do habitually, mm-hmm. day in, day out. Little things, yes. routine. Routine. You have any? You have any examples of ego? Any like? Any you deal with crazy? athletes a lot, and you've yeah. dealt with athletes for a long time. And I know and you've been an athlete, edge, right? Yeah. I, I'll go. When I'll, did you drop your ego? I'll go. When, okay. Yeah. Personal <laughs> great experience. Question. Yeah. Um, great question. I think. Did you drop your ego? Yeah. yeah, I did, and I picked it back up at one point. <laughs> okay. um, you got to. Like, hey, you still see him in the corner? Pick him up real quick. I stepped on campus at Winston Salem State University. Um, in our first D1 year in 2007. Football or basketball? Basketball. <laughs> basketball. Wait, how old are you? I'm 31. I'm 31. 31? Okay. I'm 31 and beautiful and black. Yes, sir. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> Black and proud. Yeah, 31, man. Um, but stepped on there in 2007. Um, thought I was the best thing since sliced bread, but I never got humbled on campus. I was still good. It wasn't until I left and got an opportunity at the University of Missouri when I went down there and... Uh, it was in a coaching role, but also a kind of player coach's role. Kind of, it was mm-hmm. cool deal. Mm-hmm. So got down there. Um, so, so this is after you graduated. After, after you going graduated. to grad school. So, okay. And so you're uh, no longer playing. No, um, going down there playing pickup with those guys, and then I'm looking around. I'm like, whoa, okay, like wow, like these dudes. I'm out of school. This dude's still in school, and he 
killing me right now. Right. You know, I'm still in shape, but he just has an extra edge. All right. Moving on from that, I got humbled. And so I kind of put my pride in the place. Okay, well, where can I put my motivation at now? Mm -hmm. Um, So then I went into the working world. You know, I'm coaching. I'm in grad school. And you get into a class and, you know, there's possibly a 40-year-old in class. There's possibly a younger person in class. And they're answering questions you don't know. But you only grown grown up to know that you're only able to answer those questions at a high level or you or that man or that person that can do these things. But then you're humble beyond belief and then you either can go soak about it or figure right. it out. 100%. So personal experience. 100%. Yeah. And you got to go from it. Like the ego doesn't just go. Like it's always going to be there. Yeah. 100%. Like yeah. the biggest thing for me with all these emotional topics, like it reminds me of that Pixar movie Inside Out. Where they show the emotions taking mm-hmm. over the wheel, mm-hmm. like that's that's what it reminds me of. It's like it's such a good. I mean, it's a cartoon, yeah, but it's a great depiction of how emotions could just take over any point. Absolutely, you know, and you don't have them all in unison working together, then you're one edge over the other, and that's when you become, you know, yeah, over complacent, um, overconfident. That second one, uh, athletes, they tend to, and you were an athlete, mm-hmm. ever you were an athlete, Football. yeah, you 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 go into the school and you just. You may not even think you're the best, but as soon as you hit a milestone, maybe you squatted 500 pounds. Right. Maybe you that was my max squat. Coach Never. spoke to you today, like you know, like then you think you're that, and then along the lines you get humbled that way. And resiliency is the biggest thing an athlete can mm. have. And if you don't have it, you'll live in that shadow yeah. forever, condemning everybody around you, um, bringing your ego into play, and not getting better with that. Rather than focusing on yourself. Yes. Right. Yeah. Dope. It's always the message. Focus on you. Get better. Be you. Be real. That's all you can control in the day. Absolutely. That's all you got control over is yourself. I got a question. So I know once I was done playing football, like I, like I was like, who am I? What? Like I'm done playing sports. I remember Baylor telling me about a, like a book that you had read, about like the transition years for men, like the lost years or something. You're like, yeah, like. Uh, we're we're not even supposed to know what we're we're right. doing right now. The defining decade. Yeah, before. yeah, that, yeah. I think that was it. Yeah. But um. So before, like, I know it's a tough choice because you're playing a sport that you love at a at a high level, and you, there's opportunities overseas. Yeah. Maybe there's not always necessarily opportunities here, but then there was another avenue into coaching. Yeah. So, at one point, I'm guessing that the ego had to die and say, "I don't think I'm going to play anymore. I think I'm going to have to." try to teach and pass that on yes pursue another was that outlet. was that kind of what that that realization was like or yeah. was it like uh maybe i'm gonna just try to shelf it for a little bit and then come back to it later or maybe i'm just like i'm just accepting that i am where i am so to get deep and i trust you guys i love you guys man i still hurt inside mm-hmm. because you know but i would i'm thankful for the guiding light the lord sent my uncle who had been head experiences, who was at a, a top level of coaching, who told me, you could probably go play, but you'd be better off doing this. And for a little bit, I kind of resented him for saying mm-hmm. that because I felt like he didn't believe in me, yep. but he was helping me. Yep. Um, but I still hurt inside every day. You know, we've competed together. We play ball. We play flag football. And how hard do I go? Yeah. You know, I've ran cats over because I'm like, oh, I got to get on. <laughs> but it's the ego. But it's like, I still have It's the competitive it. spirit. Yeah. I don't know about the ego. Yeah. Competi- well, There's is. a difference in competitiveness. You can you can be super competitive and not have an ego. Yeah. You can mm-hmm. be super competitive. It's the edge, for sure. Okay. 
You that. you can be like the ultimate competitor, but still be humble and still be kind and still be like a great team sport. Like right. te- like ego is like when you go in, you're not like you're just talking shit the whole time. Like you make a good play, someone's like good catch. You're yeah. like, yeah, I know. Yeah, like, <laughs> like talking hell is like what? Like, like damn, I'm, like, I'm, bro, I'm saying I'm trying good to like, shit. Hey, good good yeah, fucking it's, job. It's bro. happened before, fellas. <laughs> I, had, I had a situation this past weekend, bro. Oh, that man. is just ridiculous. Hey. Like I don't want to open air it, but like I'll tell you off camera. But yeah. like it was a lot. What? Definitely ego. Oh, like, what? Definitely yeah. ego. E- talking about ego was bruised or something. Like yeah. I was just like, you, you got to be kidding me. Over not playing defense. That's all I'm gonna say. Really? Yeah. Oh, come on, man. Right. And you know who's playing defense always. So oh, what? You play, you're you're the the artist. Artist. <laughs> <laughs> I get mad at you. I'm like, bro, why are you playing this? Uh, he hard, presses bro? so hard. Yeah, what are you doing, bro? Get off me. I'm trying to get in shape. Yeah, I feel you. <laughs> it just escalated quickly, but like Ev did the right thing. He didn't press into his ego. Other guy had ego issue. He left, came back, whole nine. Ev yeah. did the right thing. Like he wasn't pressed. He wasn't stressed. He just walked away from the situation. I think, and even the way I grew up. That is strength. Yeah, for Not sure. For sure. The other way. Just mm-hmm. live you know. to fight another day. Yeah. And and you got to realize, like, why are we fighting in the first place? And so this gets into a, like, we could, I could take this into a heavy category right now, like, heavy topic. But it's like, enough has got to be enough. Like, it's got to be senseless. Like, you have to wake up and realize what's actually going on. Yeah. And why are we fighting each other like when there's other situations going on? And so I am going to bring this up right now because I'm fucking tired of this shit. And I finally got a <laughs> platform to put my voice on. And so um, Black Lives Matter. Yeah, Black Lives Matter for sure. And if you come at me with some other type of stuff, man, I don't even really want to hear it because the oppression and the, the struggles that people of color have to deal with on a daily basis, and you guys see it in like... Uh, Even from a mixed yeah. culture, like oh people look at God. us and they don't know what we are, and it's always that question: What are you? And like that alone, does like, it matter? Fuck. So, so yeah. because you're asking, you're trying to figure out what I am. Why don't you actually be interested in me and care about me as a person than to be mad about my skin color? Like, you know what I mean? Right. Like, something is seriously wrong in this white supremacist society that we live in. That it just needs to change. Like, it, it can't keep going on this way. It can't. Like, I don't yeah. care. I don't, and, it's and you can try to deny it all you want, but racism is still very well alive. And you guys have to look at your life and say, well, why does that actually matter? Or w- for what reason are we holding these people down? You know what I mean? Like, it's not, it's not cool. And it's not, it's not going to last for much longer because people ain't going to keep taking it. You can only poke somebody so much before they retaliate. And it's not cool. That's not a promise. That's not a threat. That's nothing. That's just like, that's reality. And you got to treat people like human beings. And you have to care. So stop with all the bullshit. Stop stop looking down on people just because they don't look like you or they don't they don't come from where you come from. You like what does it mean to be human, bro? Like what does it mean to be human? Stop looking down on people and, and do the right thing. Do the right thing. That's it. Do the right thing. Do the right thing. Stop being so judging, man. We're all people. It doesn't matter what we look like, color, facial structure, none of that. We're all people, end of yeah. the day. That's all that matters. And I feel like I have one here too that ego can create a sense of entitlement and builds those classes like that people like oh you're not in my class I'm not gonna talk to you like that shit's stupid. All three of us right here could go on and on about stories of being discriminated or Mm -hmm. or like displayed like discriminatory behavior against and it's not cool man it's not like that's not a good feeling like all all. And the, the fact that black people have taken this shit for so long and still are so kind and so nice and still just like 
try to survive and go about their day with as little as they have or with as much heat as they get, this is y'all. Mm. Let's come back. Let's take a step back. Take a step back. Um. Well, shit. Yeah. I definitely. You know, go out for a riot real quick. Yeah. No, it's not even about that though. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. Bringing some humor to the cold. You good? You gotta. You got yourself here. You gotta bring yourself out. I know. So bring that topic up. I will just just go ahead and talk. Just talk about something. I'll come in. I'll chime in. Uh, well, for me personally, I was very ego-driven in high school. I was a cocky bastard, like, hmm. football. Like, I lost a lot of weight at one point, and I just thought I was the shit. Like, I was a womanizer. I wasn't proud of what I was doing. Like, I was just, that was all ego-driven. But when I got to college, I think that's when I really got humbled because I was out of my state, out of my comfort zone. It was a whole new experience, and, like, it wasn't a realm where I could feel like I was a shit. There was so much more to explore, and I think that's when life actually hit me. Like, there's more out there. Like, there's some true fucking ballers out there. Like, yeah. big boys, like, that I got move. laced, bro. First time I got crack block ever in my life. Concuss. On site. Mm-hmm. Bad. <laughs> As he smiles about it, bro. Football players are sickos, bro. You're a yeah. linebacker. You gotta bro. love it. <laughs> love the contact. But, yeah, but it's just... It's one of those things with like it's always there, it always carries with us and it always comes out at certain times, but it's about being understanding on what it is and where it's deriving from and really having that reflection period of who you are and your emotions and having that control, you know, and having that authentic self presence. Yeah. Cause that's what it comes down to. And like to be in a situation like you were in, like to see how they were reacting and know like why am I going to dive into that? What's that going to do? What's going to be the next situation? I'm just going to walk away. Like, I'm not pressed. I'm not scared, but I'm just going to walk away do the grown man thing, you know? Just remove yourself from the equation. Everybody always talks about, oh, leaving the toxicity, toxic behavior, toxic people back in 2019, leaving this and that. But are you really doing it? Like, are you, like, take action on that. If you're, If a situation doesn't make you feel good, if it doesn't make you feel comfortable, if something's wrong, like, leave. You will have the choice. You have the choice no matter what. You can leave that job if it's not good for you. You can leave that relationship if it's not good for you. You can leave whatever is not beneficial to you. But you just have to love and respect yourself enough to do that. Right. To take a stand, to right. to believe in something. And I, and I think that's one thing. Like over this this quarantine, man, we we talked about it in the last couple episodes is like how much time it gave people to reflect and what they could see that what life actually is. And I like I've been searching for it all my life and I've been real close. It's been on the tip of my tongue, but now I finally found it. I found what I believe in and what I'll stand for and what I'll die for, what I'll kill for, what I'll live for. You know what I mean? Like I stand behind that and I have a meaning and I have a purpose and I'm and I'm driven towards that one hundred percent. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna keep myself in bad situations or in situations that aren't feeding me. You have me. the choice not to be there. That's dope. So man. what's the point? It's really dope. Exactly. We all have the choice. Yeah. All of us. Every yeah. single day, man. Every single day. You know, I I think over the quarantine, I was so happy when I would see the pictures on Instagram where they would say the uh, uh, the ecosystem was clearing out and we could see the certain mm-hmm. whatever we could the see. Dolphins everything. came back yeah. to Italy. The and fog and California went away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for the life of me, I, I, I fought reflecting. I fought it. You did. I, I fought it. You tried mm. to stay busy. Yeah. I, I read books. I have never finished a book front to back in my life. <laughs> read books. I just was doing all that. And I just didn't want to think about what I was going through. You didn't want to have that alone time. No, man. But and then I'm even, I've been moved apartments. 
mm. just for the for the mm. hell of change it. Change of energy. Yep, yep. Moved so it. So that that's a that's a big thing though, is is being able to look at yourself. Yeah. That is it's tough. Yeah. But you have to like that's when Emily Wilson used to say this to me all the time, is like mercy. Have mercy for yourself. Like give yourself enough grace. Like God gives it to you. Like give it to yourself. Chill out. You'll be okay. Like yeah. we all make mistakes. Nobody's mm-hmm. perfect. Hundred percent. And my mom told me this. She was like, my mom a long time ago, she was like, I was upset about it. Some I I messed up. And she was like, if you were in the same situation, would you do it the same way? And I was like, no. She's like, all right then, get over it. Like you learn from it. So next time you're in a similar situation, you're gonna do better. So like just keep learning, just keep moving forward. That's it. That's all you can do. Like yeah. Don't get hung up on the failures because fail, you need failure. Mm-hmm. Failure fuels you. It teaches you. You grow from it. You grow the most from failure. Like, and you can't rush anything. Like, everything will happen in its own time. And if you're really doing what you're supposed to be doing, everything is going to come together. And you're going to be like, what? I'm not even trying. Like, I didn't even, what? Yeah. Like, everything's going to pop up in it's your life. And if you're living, if you're living pure, righteous, like, if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing and you're trying to make, this is, this is how I try to, I think they teach the Boy Scouts this is like leave your campsite better than when you found it. Like that's what we should do with every area of our life. Like that's what we're put on this earth to do is work and cultivate. What is cultivate? Is to nurture until something becomes more, it becomes better, it grows. And and that's what we're supposed to do is cultivate every situation that we come in contact with. Whether it's a, a client, whether it's a friendship, a relationship, whatever it may be, like you make it a little bit better than when you left. You bring your positivity, your light to that situation and see what you can do. Right. Because with that, it betters you're the person too. Like, it's all how energy flows, transfers, transferring of energy. I want, I want to leave this earth being the best teammate that I could be, awesome. that I've helped the most people that I could help and that I've done the best that I could to take myself to the next level. Mm-hmm. And that's all you can ever ask for is if I'm trying to be my best and I'm surrounded by a bunch of my friends that are trying to be their best, Ain't nobody touching it's us. Building the team. Ain't nobody touching us. I'm bringing my whole crew with me, my whole family, everybody that's helped me. Like we all gonna live. And we all gonna fight together. Like that's what a true friendship is. You got me. I got you. And it's not. It, <laughs> if if that was the case, Baylor, I owe you probably a hundred thousand dollars, bro. Because every like, how many times in college did I buy my own alcohol? Probably <laughs> like. Probably yeah, I can count on two hands. Not always bro. drinks, yo. We're yo. not always out here getting fucked up. <laughs> no, we used to though. Don't let him fool you, yo. He we we had a little slight problem, but you know what? Like, we were young. it's not it's not counting your homies' pocket. It's not counting yeah. your family. It's, it's just not knowing it's not, that when it's there, you got that person. Just exactly. Love. Like about it, all it is. Yeah. It's love. I learned I learned that lesson when I was growing up. So I'm the oldest of three. I got my brother who's two years younger than me, Nigel, and then I got Cordelia, my sister, who's two years younger than him. And so like. Nigel used to always wear my clothes and always be grabbing my toys and stuff. I'd be like, yo, what the heck? And I finally woke up one day. I was like, this is my little brother. Like, why wouldn't I want to give him everything I got? So, like, I just started like, oh, you need something? Here you go. Like, without him even ever having to ask, I'm like, oh, you like that? Here, take that. And anytime I could, I would give them something extra. Like, that's what it's all about. Like, the joy that you get from giving something to when when I said, yo, let me, oh, my God. When I said, let me rock that jersey for St. Paddy's Day. Oh, bro, it's so happy. Let me rock that jersey. He said, all right, bet. He said, he was was so happy. He said, said, bro, your eyes, when, when you saw that, like, you had to wear it. Like, it, it wouldn't matter if I want. And we got and we got a funny thing too. Like He's a we'll, good friend. We'll buy Great snacks, friend. snacks or drinks or something, and uh, and we'll ask. We'll say, all right, which one you want? And 
and we're like, don't, don't ask. Do not right. ask if you know which one you want and you don't want to give it to me. Don't ask because you know if I pick it, like you got to give it to me. And that's the thing too. Like you just try to, I don't know. If I ever have like a shirt, don't don't be just coming up on me if you like something I got on and just try to do this. But like if somebody's like, yo, I like that shirt, I might I'm likely to give it to them. I've given away jackets, I've given away a whole bunch of stuff. Cause like what is things? The most important things, the most important thing on on this planet is our relationship with one another. Mm-hmm. Our relationship with one another and how strong we can make that and what we can do for one another. Like that's the best thing. It's is so rewarding and it's so freeing. Like if we imagine, why are we fighting over boundaries, imaginary boundary lines and man-made concepts such as money, currency, and all these things? You're like, oh, Everett, shut up. Like, what is this utopia that you're talking about? Like, you can't have that. Like, bullshit. Like, with all the knowledge and all the wisdom that we have on this planet, like, we should be working together to make this because this building isn't the most eco-friendly. These cars aren't the most efficient. Like, we should all be working together until we have, like, the ultimate planet until we can go actually do some Star Wars shit and, and travel through the galaxies. You know what I mean? Like, what are we doing here fighting over oh, some wow. dumb shit, threatening nuclear war, threatening to kill half a billion people? Like, what? What? For what? For what? For money. Make the... Yeah. Bro, because that makes yeah. you feel that good, huh? Because I got something that feels way much more better than that. Way better than that. And all you got to do, man, is love your neighbor, man, and love yourself first. Love thyself first. Love your first. Love take care of yourself and take care of your neighbor and see see how much better your life gets. 100%. Like, gratitude alone. Like, I did that over quarantine, like, 21 days, right? Three things you're grateful for wow. every day. Changed everything. Changed everything. Even last night, uh, we do family dinner every Tuesday. Amani <laughs> came over. So you just seem lighter every time I see you. And that's that. Just being like, hey, I'm grateful for this. I got breath. I got life. I got great friends, great family, great support. Yes. Like, what else do I need? That's awesome, man. Speaking of I'm getting family. motivated right now. Bro, so. <laughs> Speaking of that family dinner, bro, that chicken parm. Mm, I hooked bro, it up, who, bro. Oh, you made it? I hooked it up. It was so good. He Wait. didn't make it till he all he got <laughs> was chicken parm. He was like, "I'm gonna make potatoes. I'm gonna get garlic bread." I forgot everything. He went at to the, the store. store bro. He forgot, forgot everything, everything but chicken parm, and had every fruit cup known to man. All his personal groceries were paid for, but none of the actual ingredients for family dinner. <laughs> Don't worry about it. It got made, and we had Imani a good time. Amani, trooper. Yeah, love I love you, you Amani. She's coming on the show soon. I've yes. I've had some great conversations great with her. Energy, man. Oh yeah, Monty's great. Yeah, great, great, great. So you mentioned you mentioned something earlier. Is like like how long have you been training? Um, and you were like, well, in what area? So break it down. Like your years coaching, and then since you've been like with Revved and doing pl- private training and and stuff like that. And and what do you think about where you're gonna go, or what are your goals, okay. dreams? Where do you mm-hmm. want to take yourself? Coaching has been easy for me because the relation aspect, mm-hmm. you know, the players look like you for the most part, 80% of them. Um, they, <laughs> they, they, Why don't we own the league? And, and, even, and even the other side, they are, it's a respect factor. Right. It's a brotherhood. It's a culture. Yeah. Basketball's a culture. Yeah. Um, you can show them the stuff, you know, they look at you, they're going to do the same thing you do. Just, it's a select group, core group of highly, like, high-level athletes that can catch on. Mm-hmm. Um, moving forward, um, when I jumped out into working at Revved, you know, first meeting you, um, and just got in that room, I started to get, like, humbled in a way in my mindset. And like, wow, like, it's really people that can't do this. Like, how am I going to motivate right. you if you can't? So it really is. You have to go back to basics. Yeah. Man. You got to go yeah. back to baby foundation. Yeah. Yeah. 
it enforced me to, I honestly was like, wow, like, okay, like maybe this is what the Lord pushed me to get those degrees for. Because now I can just talk my way to help them. As long as you can paint that picture yeah. for your mind to pick it up, you're good. Yeah. That visual aspect. That's one of the most, like, there's different ways that people learn and there's different ways to talk to people. And like sometimes like help and touch, like it'll mm-hmm. help fix form. It'll help yeah. people realize where they're supposed to do it. But to be able to do it with just your mouth mm-hmm. and, and like explain and it from across it. the room yep. yeah. and then they get it and then you see them catch it and they right. feel it. Oh my God. Yep. Yeah. Man, training, training is incredible. Coaching. Uh, yeah. Being 31, it's still got to be kind of tough because right now at this point at my, at my age, I would hate, I would hate to try to coach college kids. College athletes. You're in the same generation. I know. So. It, it's just it's it's tough. Like, yeah. um, it's just a respect thing. Because I know Absolutely. even me looking at younger coaches that I had in the locker room and stuff. I'm like, bro, like you was just playing with me. Like you don't you don't really know all that. Like yeah. you're you're not that. Da, da, da. I like I like little kids. Yeah. I like young kids. Like being able to coach them and and. And just show them the way, you know what I yeah. mean? Because if I would have had that when I was a kid, man, if I would have had somebody with me, coaching me, yeah. training me, like getting me, oh my God, sky is the limit. And so to be able to give that to all these other people is is, is fun because I'm, I am I actually care about your safety. I care about your growth and development and yes. where you're going to go. And it's much more than a sport. It's much more than your physicality. It's about your mental. It's about yes. your internal health. It's about everything. It's all encompassing. It's not just fitness. Like we're not meatheads. We're not, it's not... It's a thinking game. It's a it's it's it encompasses it all. So and, and and to touch on that, I mean, and that's what. So we all do the same thing, mm-hmm. no matter what we do, mm-hmm. and that's what I had no idea about until I got out. We all do it, just we in all, different degrees yeah, and stages. Yeah, right. And and we push forward. Now, even amongst the strength and conditioning coaches, even amongst personal trainers, no matter what, you have to get this certification. And you push, you motivate people mm-hmm. to get them better. We're fighting for more. We are the staple of life. The strength and conditioning coaches with the players 90% of the time. Mm-hmm. People come to you to start their day. Personal up. training, just for the longevity yeah. aspect, just to feel better. Yeah. Whether it be a health issue, injury recovery, yes. something like that. So, so, so now the days of getting thrown pennies, it's over. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how I look at this thing now. Um, the realm. What of, do you what do you consider pennies in that situation? I mean, Sorry. like so, the realm of strength and conditioning. You you are four one k. Uh, you get benefits. Mm-hmm. You know, then you come over to the realm um, of just being a personal trainer, and the appreciation is in the same financially. Oh yeah. So, but it is indeed one of the most be, beneficial, be. and it's more flexible. Oh yeah, my yeah, god. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, no time, no time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it was Socrates or somebody that's like the the doctor of the future. Is going to be somebody that's dealing with health and wellness. Absolutely, your food, mm-hmm. your nutrition intake, and in your exercise, yeah. like that. Why are we talking about what's up with the band aid? The band aid thing. It's Everybody trying to cover shit up yeah. instead of just facing head on what's wrong. Never what's wrong with your behavior, on. your yeah. habits, your your routine? What's wrong with that? That's giving you the life that you're living. Because. You can't you can't just try to cover it up. You gotta fix it. You gotta you gotta fix People the thing, man. You gotta crack it, in your foundation. Just change. Yeah, don't be scared. If you realize, <laughs> if you recognize it, you can change it. Right. If you just keep ignoring it, you're not gonna change it. You're not gonna change it at all, and you're not gonna get any better. It's gonna get worse. You, is that the kind of life you want to live? It, it can be. It can sound mean sometimes. It can sound, but it's like 
Do you love yourself? Do you care about yourself? Because no, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna waste my time and care about you if you don't care about yourself. Have you even had the time to stop and think about if mm-hmm. you do? You know, I never. Like, this is quarantine, this really what you want? Yeah, man, it mm-hmm. hit me deep, and I was like, wow, you know, I do love myself. You know, I got am. You. You That's know. all you got. That's yeah, who you facts, are. Facts. You are Ricky. You facts. are Everett. I am Baylor. That's Mike. Big Mike. <laughs> Big Mike. We are wood. who we are, and it's about embodying that, taking care of that, owning that. Yeah. You know. So where do you see yourself going in the future? Do you want to? I know we we've talked we've had several yeah. conversations about this. If you if you want to get back to the college game, if you mm-hmm. want to stay in personals, if you want to work with just celebrity athletes, like that'd where do you, where do you yeah, see yourself? Where where do you see yourself? So uh, going into coaching as a young guy, I had a lot of fight back as far as like being who I am. Like my style, mm-hmm. my edge. I feel like players being in the cow, they try you. They're like, yeah. oh, why are you mm-hmm. here? I can get you. Like, yeah. All right, let's go. So, but then, but then also, who's your uncle? Yeah. You got to, yeah. you got to let, oh, let the people know. Come on, man. Nah, big plug, Frank, plug, Frank, plug, Frank, plug. Hates, uh, Frank's, uh, hates my uncle. Um, he's allowed me with a lot of opportunities in the college game. And, uh, honestly, one of the reasons, you know, first reason I even looked up to the coaching role. Um, so he's given me a lot of opportunities. God's blessed him and he continues to bless me. So, uh, maybe we'll end up working with each other again in the future. Frank Haith, yeah, yeah. current co- head coach of TU basketball, yeah. men's basketball. He's yes. been to, he's been in Texas. He's been yeah. in Missouri. Texas, Missouri, Wake Forest, Texas A&M, uh, UNC Wilmington. Miami. Uh, Miami head coach. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, the U. Boy. He's, he's basically been a traveler, but he's he's been, you know, head coach for last two, three stints. You know, Missouri was the fastest coach to 100 wins. 30 and 5, NCAA Burke won a Big 12 championship. Just recently won a uh, AAC championship this year. Nice. Uh, dope, dope. Even in the midst of the COVID. So but, you definitely had a role model to look up to. Yeah, you know, he <clears throat> honestly, man, like I remember was a lot of times I would get a bag every, probably every three or four months to be old Air Force Ones. <laughs> And like he just where he loves white Air Force Ones, and it would Clean. be a bag, Classics. yeah. And I would like look at the bag. I'm like, who's this? My mom be like, oh man, it's from it's from your uncle. And I put them things on. I couldn't even fit them at the time. I put them on and wear them to school. So he's always giving me that that beacon of hope to, to understand that I could do more right. and be more than an athlete, even though I didn't digest that until after. Right. You know, so but he planted that seed. Yes. And then you finally put it, that foundation, uh, which yes. you needed to nurture that and grow that. Yes. Dope. And, you know, and, you know, God's still working on me. And my uncle, he still he still uh, pushes me forward um, and, and, in his own way. He's a, he's a very tough motivator. He's mm-hmm. a coach. So, I mean, how would how you gotta be. do As it? As a coach, you, know? you got to be tough. How would you do it? But my aspirations, um, and I think sitting in quarantine, I've, I've had time to think about that. Um, I do love the freedom of schedule, the freedom of travel. Um, the freedom of being able to work with, you know, a high level guy, you know, mm-hmm. and he knows what he has to do. There is no quarrels about payment. Mm-hmm. There's no quarrels about any of this. He he gets it done. We get it out. We get in. We get out. We build a relationship, a rapport with one another. You know, we might pray with each other, um, and we just keep building. And there's no confines um, or or rulings to that aspect. Mm-hmm. You know, going into NCAA, there's a lot of confines and rulings, and those rulings are amazing. Those rulings allowed me the ability to come to Oklahoma and meet you guys. But, um, yeah, I mean, I feel like I want to either be on a professional standing. Uh, I want to go 
be in the NBA. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't even rule out the NFL. You know, you never know. You can get a chance anywhere. Just training professional. Yeah, athletes. man. I would love to train professionals, but if I have to detour and do something else before I get there, I'm fine with that too. Right. You know, like so we you talked about. Your name in that aspect yeah. too. Make the ground that you're on right now better. Mm-hmm. And until you accept that and make it better, you will not move forward. Mm. You won't. I mean, mm-hmm. I spent a year, never spent around, I spent a year running in a circle. I worked hard as hell, but I didn't do it the correct way and I didn't give the glory to where I need to go. And I stayed in one spot. I was on a treadmill, a treadmill. So now I feel like, kind of like the world is my oyster. I mm-hmm. mean, that's a funny thing to say, mm-hmm. but I really feel that way it now, is. that my head is right. Possibilities are limitless, man. Yeah, absolutely. Endless. You got so much you can do, so much you can accomplish. It's it's big. It's, building that foundation is huge. Building that base, and you got to build it on something solid. I was talking earlier before the podcast about the, the proper order that things have to go in, yeah. and it's so true. Like, you have to work your way from the bottom, so you have that appreciation and that gratitude and that understanding of what it takes and what it what other people are going through. Um, I do want to change the gear real fast. Mm-hmm. I want to like, how do you guys deal with isolation? I do it well. I'm an only child. Um, <laughs> growing up, like all I had was myself. Like mm-hmm. I had my cul-de-sac I lived in at one point. I had my neighborhood at another point. Like I was always good at making friends and branching out, but for the most part, like it was just me to myself. Um, but I didn't have like imaginary friends and shit. Like I wasn't like that kid, <laughs> but like I was just, that's all I had was to myself to yeah. grow, like self-thought, reflection. I have a big family too, so that helps when I do have like that support and that gathering. But like I don't mind it. Like I very much enjoy my alone time yeah. and being able to reflect. And go from there. How'd you eat? Isolation. How do I deal with isolation? You panicked at first. It's funny because I, I, I act to see other people's reactions sometimes. My thing about isolation is that like you have to be comfortable with yourself. You come into this planet by yourself. You're born. Mm-hmm. No choice, no consequence of your own. Um, and then, boom, it's like... You're living everything for yourself. And like you said, giving the glory to the proper place. Yeah. Um, so for me personally, like with the way I was raised, my faith, my belief, um, like I always had him there with me. So true isolation, I don't know. I think it gives you plenty of time to reflect and to look at things. But I'm also such a big people person. Like I find a lot, I get a lot of my energy from being around other people. And I love, and I get energized by giving my energy to other people. So it's like, Truest thing you ever said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> isolation. Yeah. Isolation. I don't I don't know. I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. I love my alone time. Trust yeah. me, I love my alone time. But I would much rather be with people making them happy or helping them figure yeah. stuff out. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I um and the reason I ask you to, because you guys are, an af- are former athletes, still athletes to this day, you still move around. Mm-hmm. Um I really just found out during quarantine that isolation has been my enemy probably for five years. Mm. I mean, as an athlete, coach, provider of anything, personal trainer, people always tug on you. They always want you to do this. Go here, go here, go here. Do this, do this, do this, do this. And to the point where you kind of shut down on people and the actual real connection where you're just doing stuff. Mm -hmm. For a while, I was just doing stuff. Like just going through the motion. Just doing stuff. Like, you know, and I had to really sit. Without any intention, without any like. Yeah. 
Yeah, mm. yeah. Like if if this podcast would have happened uh, before quarantine, I would have just done it. I would have came here, put on the smile, and been politically correct the entire time. Right. Not have really your own voice or know nope. what you wanted to say. Nope. But you know it. I learned from the athlete lifestyle, the coaching lifestyle, personal training lifestyle, that it's okay to be pulled on by people. Mm-hmm. It's actually okay to post what you're doing on Instagram. Right. You know? That's you. That's very yeah. much you. That's your entity. Yeah. It was frowned upon at certain points of... Because you're again, trying I, to protect an image. You're yeah. trying to protect everybody else. Yeah. But if That's you're stressful. truly staying true to you... Like, right. I remember one time. So one time I posted a stupid bottle of Moscato on my Instagram. And Ricky freaking messaged me right away. He said, image, image, image. <laughs> Good looks. I took it off, but I was like, bro, it's really nothing. Like, this... Like... Me and Baylor, what me and Baylor preach is lifestyle, balance, right. like enjoying our life. 100%. And so, yeah, like there might be some things that I do that you might be like, huh? But like, you know what? I'm enjoying <laughs> myself that's, and that's I'm living me, good. That's that's me. Me. It was my way of sending love. <laughs> I'm like, like, you know, don't, you know, don't show them. <laughs> no, I appreciated yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. I appreciated that. Yeah. No, that's, a good, that's a good example. That's a great example. Um, what? I was just saying, it's good to see, good to hear that you came into the BE with what BE is. Yes. You came yeah. to this podcast yeah. with that mentality yeah. to be yourself and yeah. embrace that. Yeah. That's what that's what we that's like. What we that's want. what we're pushing to, pushing for people to do is right. to be able to express themselves. And you're very much like that, whether it's through fashion, whether it's through your social media, or whether it's through just interacting with you personally. Like right. yeah. you're you're all about being different and expressing yourself and how you actually feel. So you truly embody yeah. Ricky Bolton Jr. My dog, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> and that's all you can ever yeah. ask, man, to be yourself. In yeah. that like there's nothing more free than that to be yourself and to just express yourself how you feel and what you think. Everybody always used to, my mom used to say it all the time. You need to think before you speak. Like maybe maybe true, but also <laughs> also maybe not because what I'm saying is real and what and is what I feel. So like I'm going to let it be known and then if you feel some type of way about it, then you correct me and then and then hey, we got to understand it. We That's a we grow, yeah, and we yeah. grow better. We grow we grow right. stronger together. Absolutely. Not getting ego driven, <laughs> and uh, being like, "Well, I don't agree with that." So now I'm mad. Like, put bro, the what? Ego to the side. Put it to the side. I will say this too, guys. Had I not been ignorant to my ego, I don't know if I'd have survived this long. Mm. Mm. It, as bad as it can be, as bad as I was at one point, as bad as you think you were, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, that, that bad. Yeah, definitely not. Definitely not. Definitely not. Because I mean, I remember some tough situations where, <clears throat> you know, had I not poked my chest out, I probably would have gotten smushed, or you know, mm. metaphorically, mm-hmm. you know, I probably wouldn't have been able to prevail. I probably wouldn't have got through that biology. Lord right. knows, I struggled through biology. I wouldn't got to that pros and cons for yeah. sure. So for sure, yeah. What do you think threatens your ego the most, both of you? What do you What do you think like? Makes you buck up, makes you want to get defensive, makes you want to get like, fuck you, back off. <laughs> Family. Th- I think this yeah. is the most one that I cussed on this Damn, episode. Hey, hey. Welcome, welcome one. to you the world. You killed it for welcome a second. I was over here like, <laughs> hey, bro, went in. Yeah, uh, you said family you said for you. Family, family, family. Um, like family doing stuff will trigger you. No, ego? no, like someone just like going off and saying something about. You know, my uncle's a coach, so you hear all kind of stuff. You know, before you even, people even know, like, that kind of stuff. Like, mm-hmm. if I know you personally, like, you right now, you, someone says something, and I know in my heart that it's not right, like, I, that, I, I hate that. Like, that offends me. Um, right. When people come talking about yeah. somebody to, oh, yeah, man, yeah. that that's, hurts, that's that hurts. That's definitely my biggest. That yeah. fucks me up. How, yeah. I try to, how I try to make people, th- like, stop, stop talking about somebody else to me. How I try to do that is, like, I do that. 
like I'll say that right to them. I'll, I'll do that. And they'll be like, oh, but you're different. No, I'm only different because I'm right here in front of you. You yeah, would say that. Right. You're saying it behind their back. So you would probably say it behind my back. Like, right. So, yeah, man, that's annoying. Yeah, that, that's, it makes me itch. But, you know, what yeah, about you? Yeah, Family's huge. Family's huge. Um, probably like that that false persona like when people know you and they or they think they know you and they have some shit to say and yeah. they don't know you for anything like yeah. and they just like oh well, he does this that but you don't know me yeah. nor did you come talk to me about it like yeah. trying to undercut and not actually get to know the person yeah me personally like that really like that boy i'm getting mad thinking about it right now <laughs> yeah. i know exactly like, what boiling. situation you're talking like, about he's talking about so talking mad. about uh being misunderstood yeah. being so, misread uh-huh. So, 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 jumping into a guy like Antonio Brown, mm. who, in my eye, is a guy that's learning life. Mm-hmm. He's a guy you should not judge, just no. like every other athlete. You're but just I, going through it, yeah. But why? Why do we do that? Like, why do we do what he did, no, or no, why do, why do not, we judge him? Not us, not us. We understand, yeah. but like, why does the community do that? They they jump on that and, and they judge, and because they do the same thing to everybody else, Kanye. you know? Yeah. Mm. Let people live life. Let people figure it out. Right. And 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 it's tough being an athlete or a celebrity in that sense because your outlet's so much bigger. Like Absolutely. people see you, they're looking at you. So you have like you're tiptoeing a line every day. Whereas us, for where we're at currently, like we don't really have to worry about that. It's more just our surroundings and our like our peers, like yeah. the people that see us. So that's always tough. People just like to have something to talk about. Right. It's like all to kind of the- distract them from their own self. As yeah. Like everybody will will say this about rappers and rappers ODing and this and this, but like, are you trying to help that person? Like, are you trying mm-hmm. to? Like- I seen just recently, um, someone tweeted. I was like, now will you black guys stop making music about shooting each other and do? It? I'm like, that's not why. <laughs> like, rap music is an expression. It's like a piece of art. You see a naked lady on the canvas. You gonna hang that thing in your house? Mm-hmm. I, I'm Van Gogh or whatever. I'm hanging <laughs> it in my house. Mm-hmm. Like. That ain't had, that has nothing to do with the actual issue, you know. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I what do you? All right. So this kind of comes full circle because it'll come back, and I want to hear more about. I went off earlier, but I want to hear more about what you would say. <laughs> but like, so are you talking about black on black, and you're saying Either. what is what would be the issue of that, and then then B then jump into the systemic corruption that we have in the the whole way that that is set up against the black male, black person? I can't really answer that, but I will say this, and I'll be truthful. We as a people, no matter mix, if you're black, you're black. You know, we've been tainted from point A, you know, from we want to go back to slavery or whatever. We've been tainted. And there's even research that says before we were kings and queens and all that, and I believe that stuff because, I mean, the world repeats itself, but we've been tainted. Tainted so much that there is a fear factor amongst who we are. You know, there's always a fear. Like if I walk up to a person, you know, whether they're the other color, I don't really fear you, mm-hmm. you know, like, but if they come up to me and I have my, I say, if I just choose to wear my do-rag one day, that's hundred dollar do-rag or a do-rag. Yeah. I'm have something or I'm doing something. So it's like, it's, and, and not everybody's bad, but mm-hmm. it's that select group. It's always one bad apple in the bunch. But I say, um, <laughs> the perception of us and the fear tactic that started since day one is the reason we're at where we're at right now, because that fear and that fear makes people do crazy things. I mean, you've been backed up as a black man into a wall in your sport, and you feared something, and you've done something unbelievable. 
So fear is 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 a monger for hate, and it's a monger can be a monger for love, but most choose hate. That's my opinion on it to kind of be fear. You only correct. have fear when something's unknown to you, and if something's unknown to you, or or you're scared because you know you did something wrong. Yeah, true. So uh, so uh, hey, they can own up for a lot of stuff. Again, you got to face the past, deal with it, and then move on. Agreed. You can't you can't just ignore the past and then move forward. You know Agreed. what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Past happened. Learn from and grow from it. Yeah. 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 Less ego, more teamwork. Less ego, more teamwork. Yeah. That's a great way to, to wind this Wrap thing this down. Thing yeah, huh? Yeah, no Evs eats. We'll, we'll nah, get back as soon as restaurants are back. Because COVID. <laughs> COVID put a, put a I'm getting kind of skinny, you feel me? <laughs> he's, been, he's been cooking chicken parm, just the chicken. But, uh, hey, them mashed potatoes was good, too. <laughs> Less ego, more teamwork. Let's all come together, man. We're all in this together. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, Share this, life. pass it on to your friends. Let us know what you want us to talk about. Um, any other co- topics that we can cover? Like, follow, subscribe. My program's still out there. I'm working on my second program now. It's a conditioning program, but right now, hit and run, body weight, eight weeks. Well, Check it out. Follow our boy. Yes, follow our boy, Ricky Bolton Jr. Ricky Bolton Jr. Beef me up. Let him so get what it. you got going on? Any projects? Any, plugs, any, you plug any books? Here? Any camps? Um, anything going on? Basically, right now. You want to collab on anything? Re- we can do it. Let's do it. I'm really We've just been talking about it for a long time. So build. So I'm buying equipment, cheaper equipment. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to build, and then uh, next thing's a building that I can rent month to month, and I need minimal space. So I'm just trying to build right now. That's okay. it. And uh, I just want a lot of high level brains around me. Mm-hmm. You know, that's it. Is there a certain type of client, age, group, or nah, target? Just I just I think, and I move past just training a pro. Um, if you if you have a pro mentality, you know, check out his page. Pro see mentality. if your your kid would be right for him to work with him. He's a great, very effective, very stern, very passionate about what he does. Thank you, man. So yep. Check very him out. smart, very intelligent check man. Check him out. Reach and out. I think Mike will definitely put it below uh, in the in the description mm-hmm. a link to his Instagram and Facebook. Yep. yep. Yeah. It's been a pleasure hey, having yeah, you, man. Thank, thank you. you. Appreciate that, man. Thank you for coming in, brother. Hey, appreciate it. I know well, people ain't shaking hands, but it's hey, love, baby. We all got Bro, love here. I, I don't believe in COVID. Yeah. <laughs> Sign off, quick. Anyway, yeah, so that's the be real. Life's only one take, so be real because there is no be real. Go on.